Hello, and welcome back to the Completing and Competing podcast. I am so excited for the conversation that I get to have today with a new sister in Christ, and that sister in Christ is Kayla Bixel. Kayla, do you just want to say hello to our listeners before I kind of start rattling off some pretty interesting earthly stats of your coaching career, and then we're going to talk about this Jesus guy and who he is to you. Yes, Sarah. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I've listened to your podcast and I think what you're doing is awesome. So I'm all about sharing stories and I love hearing people's stories. So when I first heard about the podcast, I started listening. So I think what you're doing is great. So thanks for having me on today. No, so excited. And and Kayla, obviously, we have had one of your colleagues on the podcast in Cameron, Cameron Greenwood. So I know that's why you originally started watching. They're like, hmm, this this Sarah lady's not super crazy and really loves Jesus. So we're going to keep having these types of conversations. But but Kayla, I I love your story. And again, like you said, you are a college coach. You coach, you're the assistant softball coach at Western Kentucky University. So we are staying in my favorite sport of softball, which starts this week. So I could not be more excited about about that. Uh, obviously, from the competitive side of me, from the not so much completion side and this idea of just like, go beat everyone, Hilltoppers, <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, but Kayla, when we look at your, your earthly story, as far as your coaching career is concerned, as far as this competitive side of you, it's a unique story because you started as a high school teacher and a high school basketball coach, which I'm like, oh, this is fun. We did play college softball, so I will give you that and we'll dive into that in a little bit later. But we start for five years at the high school level. And then we have the opportunity to go to Western Kentucky as the director of ops. So again, we are not an assistant coach at this time. But then in I believe it was give me a number it was 2016, you were promoted to the assistant coach now in your eighth season as an assistant coach. And when I was looking at kind of team stats here, I was like, wow, they're doing some pretty amazing things with the Hilltoppers. And I want to say that because we look at it from this space of this is your third straight 30 win season in 2023. So it's like we are winning on the field. We have a top 100 RPI. And as a coach, you have coached multiple athletes in the CSUN to all conference honors, NFCA, all region selections. And in 2022, you were a conference champion. So we can look at this and say, we are competitors. We're doing something very significant for the Hilltoppers. But then there is this other side to you, this side that you and I have dove into a little bit, not a ton, that is this completion side of you, this story of you and God, and this walk that you guys have been on realistically your whole life. So I think at this point, Kayla, I want to let you and Jesus take the wheel. And I want to go into that foundation in Christ. Where does this all start for you? Well, Sarah, I think you said it best. Uh, You know, as I look back and I reflect, it's definitely a non-traditional story. So I'll start, Mm -hmm. like you said, with that foundation in Christ. So I grew up in a Christian home. Um, My parents were very just loving and encouraging and supportive. And um, both my mom and dad, uh, their extended families, they both grew up in Christian homes as well. So kind of growing up, that's all I really knew. My aunts and uncles were very strong in their faith, um, always encouraged me in my faith. Um, My cousins, the same. And I can remember, you know, we would go to church on Sunday mornings, Sunday evenings, Wednesday nights. And I can remember coming home from church on a Sunday night. And I can remember talking to my dad and just asking him like, 
hey, dad, you know, using the kid verbiage of I want to ask Jesus into my heart. So mm-hmm. he ended up praying with me and, you know, walked me through that process. And my sister, um, she's three years older than me. And so, you know, growing up, I kind of watched everything she did and she had been baptized before. So um, I I kind of saw that. And, um, you know, for me, it was just a special time, even just that yeah. as a kid at, at the baptism, just that outward expression of that inward decision that I made, you know, just seeing my friends and family there supporting me in that. Um, so that was kind of the foundation uh, for me in Christ. But then we have a foundation, right? And we know, and we love this foundation and we can go biblical there, right? The foundation is built on the rock. It is not sand, it's the rock that is him. But then there's this growth that happens in faith, right? It's like, no, I'm saved. And then everything's great and nothing ever happens that goes wrong and God's good and everything's okay. But I think our faith is a journey. It's it's, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. So in those spaces, how has your faith grown over time? And what does that roller coaster, because that's what I would call it, kind of look like for you? Yeah. So, you know, for me growing in my faith, like I said, uh, the church piece was really big for me. Um, you know, youth group was really big. Going to youth conventions for me was really big. And then I had the opportunity to go on uh, mission trips. So six different mission trips that I've been able to go on. My first one was my senior year. Before my senior year of high school, I went with my youth group to Honduras. And we, oh, wow. really, we really just spent time there, like with the church there, um, doing some construction projects, um, working with the kids. And that was the first time I really shared my testimony. So everyone on the trip had to get up in front of the church and share their testimony. So, you know, I was really nervous about that. But, um, you know, it kind of goes back to what you do, just sharing. It's just your story. And it's just how Christ has moved in your life. So, um, you know, at that time, I was only 17 years old. So my story looked different then. But um, and then I the next mission trip I went uh, with Score International. Um, You know, it's, it's an organization where you go and you play a sport and then you, somebody shares their testimony as well with the internationals that you're playing against. So, um, when I went to Costa Rica with score, that was right before I was heading into grace college. So I'll get into that, but I was going to grace college. So my freshman in college roommate, Lauren Zeltwinger and I went, um, and then there was a senior on the women's basketball team. Um, she was there as well. And, You know, it was cool because like Shauna Zolman and Sydney Spencer, who played for legendary coach uh, Pat Summit, they were on the trip. So just interacting. Oh, yeah. No big deal. They weren't good at all. They were just, yeah, (laughs) they were were ballers and, um, you know, just awesome people. So, um, you know, heading into college and and going with them on that trip and um, just everybody on the trip, there was a guy side and a girl side and we all went together. And so it was it was really awesome. Um, And then in college at Grace, um, I went with the softball team. We went to the Dominican Republic. So same as with score international, we played against the internationals there. And then after someone shared their testimony and, you know, the stands were full. And so we had a really great crowd always. And then once I got into teaching, I, uh, went to Jamaica three different times. So, um, I was very close with, um, my principal and her and I went one Thanksgiving and we, we, went, uh, basically kind of training the teachers there. Um, and then, uh, the, the first one was just 13 people. So we had a small 13 to 16, we had a small group and it was very intimate. And, um, and then the very last one we had, it just boomed. We had probably 50 ish maybe. So those mission trip times were some of the most special times for me. Um, you know, I just think about, 
the ways that you grow and you see the people there and, and they really have nothing, but they're so joyful and they're so generous. And, you know, it really, for me, it's a, that was some of the times where I felt like your life just slows down. You wake up mm. and have your quiet time and you're spending time with Jesus and you're in the word and you're praying. And, and then at night, you know, you recap and you're with this group of people. So it's like life stops and it's just a really reflective time. And then you get back to the States and the hustle and bustle starts again, mm -hmm. but you're, you're reminded of, of those times. And, and it's just a reminder of, you know, not taking things for granted and um, all the blessings that we have. And when we start to complain, it's like, whoa, 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 hang on. Don't complain because think about who you just interacted with and they don't have anything, but you're so blessed. So those were really uh, big growing times for me in my faith. And I think if we really look at this idea of competing and completing, I feel like you of all people have kind of been living this out your entire life. Like I'm going to go play this sport and I'm going to do these things, but then I'm also always going to talk about Jesus and I'm always going to point people back to him. And I love that. And I kind of want to, I guess, talk about that from, from a schooling, from an upbringing perspective, right? Because I think, again, you're growing in your faith. You're getting these opportunities to go play a game that you love, but also talk about a guy that changed your life and loves you with everything that he has. How did that kind of grow as you grew back in the States. Cause I think again, what you're saying is true. I think when we go on these mission trips, I've been to Haiti and it was the most amazing experience of my life. When you say it's just like a time to step back and be, that is exactly how I would describe that time there. But then again, as you said, the hustle and bustle of the United States of America is a little bit different. So what does that look like for young Kayla as she's obviously feeling this fire for him, feeling this fire to be competitive, feeling this fire to share this story. But now I've got to find a balance there. Yeah. So, um, you know, growing up for me, so I grew up in Bremen, Indiana. It's a small town. Um, nor it's Northern Indiana. It's about 30 minutes South of Notre Dame. So, um, yeah. grew up in Indiana and it's, like I said, small town, everybody knows everybody. You feel like, you know, everybody. So I always felt like growing up, I loved it. So I felt like I had a great support system, teachers, coaches, really enjoyed my time. Um, you know, growing up, you play pretty much every sport and um, you kind of you're connecting with all these people. And um, so for me, the people side, that's that's been really important to me. Um, and then in high school, it was OK, so I'm going to play uh, volleyball, basketball and softball. So I played those three sports in high school, um, you know, and then I really my love was basketball. Um, so I decided to go to Grace College and I played basketball there. Um, and, you know, I in high school, I tore my ACL my uh, junior year of high school. So, um, you know, it was a, it you was know, a what a what a great opportunity as we talked about pre-recording of like, oh, I'm going into my recruiting process and let me just go blow out my knee here. We right. Are yes. Yes. Yeah. It was perfect timing. And, you know, just like now when with coaching, when you're when your players get injured, it's like you totally can empathize because you want nothing more than to be out on on that field playing. So um, I ended up tearing my ACL and um so, you know, in high school, it was fine. You know, I felt like I was back. I was playing quickly and everything was good. Once you get into college, the grind of it, um, I ended up it's uh, having surgery on both of my legs. My my doctor, his philosophy was you take your patella tendon from your, your healthy knee and you replace it with your ACL. So um, uh, kind of felt that on both knees. Um, you know, I just it was 20 years just this uh, past month. So I, I went and saw the doctor and everything's good. But 
um, you just feel a little different. So yeah. I loved Grace. Um, you know, I I still have some really great memories there. But as I reflected, you know, after my freshman year, I thought, you know what, I'm going to transition out of this. And I think I'm just going to start focusing on my career in teaching and coaching. And for me at the time, I thought I would just teach at the elementary level and then I was going to coach <laughs> high school. So uh-huh. I thought, hey, you know what? I have a family of educators and they seem like they have a great life. So I think I can do that too. So um, I started doing that. And so then I, tra- uh, it was a transition then. Um, my sister, uh, Amber, she's three years older than me. And she was living um, in Fort Wayne at the time. And so um, I, and then my best friend, one of my best friends from high school, she was living in Fort Wayne at the time and going to IPFW. So I ended up going to IPFW and that was my goal was to just get into coaching and then focus on teaching. So I ended up for my elementary education class being paired with Carrie Chappelle, who to this day, we talk regularly and um, she's one of my best friends, but she played college basketball, IUPUI, and she was the head coach at uh, Leo. So she, you know, it was only 15 hours, but we connected and she said, Hey, you know, if you want to just come and and join us, you can come and join us. And so I was a sophomore in college and obviously the year before and my freshman year, I was all into sports. And so that's all I knew. That's all I knew my whole life. So that sophomore year of college, it was a perfect transition for me because I was still able to coach at Leo. So being at Leo, it was, um, you know, the staff was awesome. Just, um, being around the the coaching staff. So we had Carrie, she was awesome to learn from just being a mom and, you know, being a wife and, um, coaching, you know, it was, it was great to learn from her. And then Dave, he owned a golf course in town. So just to see like his business mind and then talk, talk coaching with him. And then Randy, he owned a, a, um, an insurance company in town. So, and then Billy, he's now the, uh, golf coach at IPFW. So he's a men's golf coach there. They just won a conference championship. So kudos to Billy, but, um, there we go. Love it. Yes. Yeah. So Billy ends up, uh, saying, Hey, Kayla, we've got a youth for Christ golf outing. We need a fourth. I need you to come on, on this day. So I was like, well, okay, I'm going to be the worst one for our group, but I will show up. So I showed up (laughs) and, um, so it ended up being Billy, who's the IPFW men's golf coach, and then the women's basketball coach, and then Amy Tudor, who was the IPFW softball coach, and currently my boss at Western Kentucky. And um, so during that time, I just started picking Amy's brain about college athletics, coaching. Um, you know, it was great uh, to be around them. And then fast forward a couple of years later, there was a director of ops position open at Western Kentucky. And um, so I had just finish my master's in education. Again, thought that's what I was doing. Um, And so I was kind of at a crossroads. Do you want to stay in education? It's safe. It's what you know. And I'm happy doing it. Or do you want to take this plunge? It's the unknown. It might be scary, but you don't know what God might have for you. So I decided to go, um, you know, and, and that, so that first year I was director of ops, The following year, there was a transition assistant coaching transition role and it was open. So Amy asked if I would want to take on that role. So I started that role and then fast forward eight years later and here I am. So time just (laughs) flies. I really, I really don't know where the time goes, honestly. And, you know, being around like an awesome staff and, and just the young women here on our team, I just, I, I think just being surrounded by them, it just makes your days fly and it's truly a blessing. 
No, absolutely. And I think it's, it's, as we said, unconventional in the world's eye, right? You're, you're, I'm, I'm an elementary school teacher and I'm a coach and that's what I'm yeah. going to do. And God's like, yeah, I really like your plan, but I've got a little bit better of a plan. Um, and it's going to be immeasurably more than anything that you can fathom. I'm just going to need you to trust me. And then look at you now. And I think when we say, when we say, let just trust me, just, just work with me. I think Kayla, you would probably attest to the fact that he put some pretty incredible people in your life to get you to this moment. And, and whether that was in your faith community, whether that was in your sports community, whether that was in your teaching community, and now whether that's just your kids being your kids and realistically just loving them and letting them love you back. And, oh, now we look like Jesus. But there is this space of community for you that is bleeding through your entire story. You have had some amazing humans who have met you where you were, guided you to this path. I don't think you would have, I know, probably 20 years ago, 10 years ago, said, yeah, I'm going to be a college softball coach and that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. But I don't think you'd change the story. But again, I think it goes back to people. How important has your community been to you as you went through this process? Definitely. You know, I think about Pat Summit when she always said, you win in life with people. And I could not agree with that quote more. Um, you know, I think about my parents and how supportive they've been for me. And, you know, really for my parents, they're some of my biggest cheerleaders and they always just show up. You know, my sister Amber, she it was kind of all I knew with that Christian community and college community. And she played softball at uh, Bethel College, another NAI school in Indiana. But you know, for her, like just kind of seeing her three years older than me and just um, she's always been a sounding board for me, a huge cheerleader for me. Um, you know, I think about my grandparents. They really were like a second set of parents for me, showing up for everything, always encouraging me, very strong in their faith, praying for me. You know, my grandma, my dad's side, same thing. She was very steady. She was a widow at 50. And so, you know, she had a lot of life that she lived and she was like very big on just trusting God and he's going to take care of her. So, um, and then, you know, reflecting back on just the, the journey that he took me on. So meeting Carrie and coaching at Leo high school, and then, you know, crossing paths with Amy. And, and now she's one of my dearest friends and, you know, just thinking about, obviously she's a mentor, but um, just thinking about the ways that he places people in your life. And then my high school friends, you know, it's, I, I'm so very close with them and and you have that bond from growing up. And so, um, you know, I think about one takeaway that, you know, as I reflect back is just the intentionality piece, you know, that's, you know, we're called like love Christ and love others. Right. And so it's like, I think the intentionality piece, when we are intentional with the people that God puts on our path, I mean, it, it just is what makes life. So um, I, I know that as he was walking this earth, he was so intentional. And so that's what I, I hope as a Christ follower, I can be intentional with those people that are on my path as well. And then also another takeaway, just, you know, thinking about the doors that he opened and closed for me. And like you said, you don't, you wouldn't, if you knew, if I knew when I was in middle school, like, Hey, you're going to coach softball at Western Kentucky. I, I, I'd be like, Oh, okay, cool. I, I don't, yeah, you just don't know what you don't know. So just thinking about the doors that he opens for you and and really what what he has planned for you. And, and that's what we don't know. But um, just being prayerful during those times when doors are open. And I think I want to I want to go back to open and close doors 
because I really like what you just said there, because I think there are moments when when we're walking through seasons of life and those doors are open. It's like, yes, God is here. We are moving. Let's go. And whether that's on the field and I'm finding success or that's in the office and I'm building community or getting the best recruit that's on our 2025 class. Here we are. But then there are also times where that door is closed. And there are moments where I've got some questions and I don't understand this. And why are why are we going through this right now? I think, Kayla, my question to you in, in this moment is maybe a little bit more about those closed doors. And what is your advice to coaches or athletes who are facing closed doors? They may want something and they have this idea of what success looks like, but it's not coming right now. What is your advice to the closed door moment? You know, I think for closed doors, it's like God's going to use you wherever you are. So yes, say no to that, but he's going to say yes to something else that is going to really um, change your life or change other people's lives. So a closed door is just really an open door for other people and for yourself. So really just being prayerful during that time and saying, okay, God, I thought that I was going to walk through this door, but you closed it. Okay, so now what do you have for me? And just being open and willing to just go where wherever he might open another door. Amen. And I think both of our lives in some capacity can be a testament to that. I'm going to close this door, but I'm going to move in these spaces. Then I'm going to open this really big door and you're going to not imagine what I'm going to do with your life. And I think this story obviously is still to be continued. But Kayla, I do know that you are a college softball coach and you are preparing for your first weekend of playing in 2024. So I do not want to keep you any longer, but I do want to give you the opportunity, not in a question, but in a statement. Is there anything left on your heart to share today? I think you have given us and given and given and given and given, but is there anything left on your heart today for our listeners? So I would just close with uh, one verse and then a couple quotes. So the verse, uh, Psalm 139, 14, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So, you know, I just really think about everyone in this life is uniquely and wonderfully made. And so wherever you're at on this faith journey, um, if you're not a Christ follower, you know, you, you look at yourself and say, Hey, like the God of the universe created me and I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And he has a plan for me. So, you know, oftentimes we think about pastors or missionaries as the ones that are sharing the gospel, but really he gives all of us a platform to share it. And so, you know, we, if you're a Christ follower, you have that Holy Spirit living inside of you. So really it's, it's your platform. And so, you know, when all every day it's hopefully people are saying, Hey, something's different about them. What is it? And really, hopefully it's just the Holy Spirit. And, you know, you're showing you're, you're loving love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And people are really truly seeing the fruits of the spirit in you. Um, you know, in, in your podcast here, it's like, man, a lot of times sports are that front porch to the university or the, or the school. And so what an awesome platform he has for athletes, you know, just using the gifts you've been given and then just being able to share your story. So that's, that's the verse. That's one verse. And then, um, you know, a quote, uh, preach the gospel at all times. And if necessary, use words. So I just think Ooh, about, Oh, yes. Say it louder <laughs> for the people in the back. So, you know, it's just like who you are as a person and and just being you and, and really showing that love of Christ. And then they're going to ask or they hopefully will see something different. And that's your opportunity to to share Christ with them and hopefully plant that seed for them. Um, 
And then finally, uh, both both of my grandparents, who are both dear to me, they they had this plaque, and it's um, only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. So really, it's just a reminder to me that this life is just a blip on the radar in terms of what eternity is going to bring. And we're just here. It's just a vapor. So um, the opportunities that we have to impact and show the love of Christ and that platform that he's given us is really, to me, what it's all about. Amen. Say it louder for the people in the back. Kayla drops the mic. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. And thank you for having me. What And again, we go back to sharing stories, right? And the space of we all have a story that deserves to be told for his glory. And I think you allowed this strange Christ lady to slide into your DMs to say, hey, do you want to talk about Jesus with me? And you were like, yes, I'm in. So again, Kayla, thank you for sharing the story. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. Obviously, that journey is far from being over. And you and God have a lot more work to do both on and off the field. And I can't wait to be your ultimate hype warrior in all of that and prayer warrior. I'm just going to be all of those things for you, whatever you need. Um, but I do, Kayla, I do want to pray over you. I want to pray over you. I want to pray over your staff, want to pray over your kids. I mean, again, going into season, here we are, softball is here, but let's glorify him in that. And I just want to pray over you guys. Um, and then I will, you know, let you, you know, get to the office and practice and all the other things that you need to do today. Perfect. Perfect. That sounds great. <laughs> oh Lord, constantly in awe of the connections that you make for your glory for the intentionality of conversations and being able to be present with people today. Lord, I'm so thankful for Kayla. I'm so thankful for the heart that she has for you, for the story that you have written, are writing, and will continue to write for your glory and the way that she can reflect your love and your grace and your patience and your forgiveness to the world, both on and off the field. Lord, I pray as the Hilltoppers go into their season that they are they know and are reminded that they have already taken the ultimate victory in the death and resurrection of your son. And in that victory, they can play freely on the field knowing that every time they meet their assistant coach, they are meeting you and your love to walk with them through the ups and downs that this sport brings. Lord, thank you for a space where we can just willingly talk about you, where we can share beautiful stories that are all so different, but have one amazing and perfect common denominator. And that is you, Lord. Continue to open doors for you and Kayla to walk through for your glory. And I cannot wait to see what the two of you do next for your kingdom. Lord, thank you for your love and your grace that we do not deserve, but willingly accept every day of our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, Kayla, again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing this story. I so, so, so love you. And as I said in my prayer, I cannot wait to see what you and God do next. Sarah, thank you. This has been awesome. And I, I love your energy. I love your passion. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate it. When sisters in Christ meet and he shows up, the energy is here. That's Let right. him move. Amen. Listeners, I so love you for all that you are and all that you will continue to become. Thank you and have a God-blessed day.